1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Hello and welcome back to episode number eight of the Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colson Smith and as always, I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Candy. (laughs) The (laughs) Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together and educate each other on films. Now, it's all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week, we watch a film and then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated and rated. The beauty of our film club is all you need to do to join in is sit at home on your sofa and watch along with the film and then join us every Thursday. This week's film is Trains, Planes and Automobiles.
3: Planes, oh. Trains and Automobiles.
2: <laughs> say what did I say?
3: Trains, planes.
2: Planes, trains, Boats and automobiles. Bikes.
4: <laughs> cars. It's the second one. It's the follow-up.
2: <laughs> it's the Sofa Cinema Club Christmas Eve, basically. Yeah. It's our, it's our Christmas party. Me and Ben, tonight after we've done this, what are we having for tea? Christmas dinner. Christmas dinner. Obviously. From a fit chef, put it in the microwave, but it's still Christmas dinner. So you're having, so,
3: you're, so it's Christmas Day tomorrow. You're having Christmas dinner again. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Obviously, it is not Christmas Eve when we are recording this, yes. but it goes out on Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, we, we might even take a little, fla- a rare flat picture of us eating as Christmas dinner out of a box. Christmas hoodies, <laughs> jumpers,
4: all in ones, onesies. That's it, isn't it?
2: We need flat onesies after last week's episode. It's it's secret Santa time, so I'm looking forward to see what you two have got me for secret. Obviously, Santa. traditionally
4: at the time of Christmas, with your, you know you have your best friends and your family around, <laughs> don't you? And uh, it's been a very tough year. It's
2: about giving, isn't it, Ben? Christmas. It's it's not about receiving; it's about giving. And
4: sometimes you just think to yourself, <laughs> "I've got a very personal present," and you think, "I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it for one of my mates," and then you think, "Oh, I wonder what they've got me." Fuck all, yeah. Fuck all, <laughs> Jackie P. With have a piece of coal and a mince pie and piss off. So, are you going to open yours, Jacko?
2: Do you want me to? How do we do it? If we give a bit of background, yeah, go. go. On. Me and Ben went today to give Jack his 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 bag of secret Santa and to collect our secret Santas. And Jack went, "Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot.
3: I forgot. I just quite simple. I was working, then you know." doing stuff and it slipped my mind i'm sorry i can give you both (laughs) 10 (laughs) pound
4: right that's like the granny who doesn't like you the uncle who doesn't like you couldn't be fucked to go to the shops there's a fiver go wild no it's the thought that counts jack
2: right come on then let's let's see your christmas bags everyone okay so i've got
4: what's that what is that
2: paw patrol i bought that and it it says merry christmas what have you got jack (laughs) I've got unicorns oh, yeah, that's mine. My Little Pony. Ben bought us the same the same bag. I got Ben Paw Patrol.
4: The, um, shall I open
2: mine first? You go first, Ben. Obviously, you've only got one present. And it's from me, not Jack. So Secret Santa's already ruined. <laughs> <laughs> so, a bit of background to Ben's present. When he explains what it is, Ben loves cleaning. <laughs> and he hates my slippers. So I bought him slippers that clean. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they're mop slippers. So the stuff you know, the rag, that kind of microfiber cloth. They're like that, but in the form of slippers.
3: The- so as you walk around, you I'm clean cleaning. your flat. The ultimate, How good the, is that? Ultimate That's not
4: bad. gift for the lazy man. That's not it's bad. Not bad. Blue favorite kit. color. I like it. Thank you very much.
2: Shall I go next? See, seeing as Jack's got the best presents, I, I I'll go next. So,
4: <laughs> not easy to find these, you know. They they took them off the shelves years ago, but I went to eBay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: it's a desktop poop shoe. <laughs> it's one of those basketball nets, isn't it's it? Basketball,
4: but with turns. <laughs> <laughs> just in case good. our Christmas doesn't pan out I thought there we go great it was either that or a mug where you could hide cookies in at the bottom and I thought I better not get that for Coles it's good that it's very good it's good for the, the family the poop shoot
2: that's good the poop that's shoot good. it's a good name actually poop shoot Merry Christmas cheers Ben so I've got I've got Oh, oh got then. two yes <laughs> yes we both bought you one Cause we kept to the rules. Cause it's Christmas. You open it up. Let's have a give it a good look for the camera. <laughs> That's good. You've got to guess who they're from.
3: So I've got I've got a money gun, <laughs> which what is it? Is it?
2: it you load it money. Up with
3: cash, and it shoots money.
2: Because you've got loads of money. Because I've
3: got loads of money, and I can I can. <laughs> Fire my money around the house. Brilliant. That's good. Okay. So you open
2: both and then you've got to guess which is from who. Okay. Which me and Ben were meant to do as well, but it's quite obvious. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to show the camera.
3: The <laughs> camera is, it's a painting. It's a, it's a canvas painting of, looks like two donkeys and a robin.
2: It's me, you, and
3: Ben. Me, you, and Ben. That's what I figured. Yeah. So for cinema club, um, um, you'll probably need to get it privately insured. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a punt, and I'm gonna say the money guns, Colson, and the paintings from Ben. Well done. Is that well correct? Done. Yeah. Well done. Oh, thanks for that.
4: Ideally, you want to say to Honey you need to hang it on a very blank wall because it it it, <laughs> it, 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 it takes a it takes a lot of the eye. <laughs> it <laughs> does. It, it does. There we go. Merry Christmas Sofa Cinema Club. Merry Christmas. Thank you what, very much. What Christmas is this? Is this our second Christmas or third Sofa Cinema Club?
2: Second Second.
4: second. We've, got a, we've done a lot in two years, haven't we?
2: Mm. Yeah. So Christmas film. Mm. Your pick, not a Christmas film, but one, let's have the synopsis, and then let's two, talk about why we think it's suitable for a Christmas Eve episode. Jack, Ben, who's giving the synopsis of trains, planes, automobiles, snakes and ladders, whatever it's called.
3: Uh, Okay, Planes, Trains and Automobiles uh, features a character called Neil Page played by Steve Martin who's trying to get home for Thanksgiving. He works in New York City and he lives in Chicago. He finishes work for the holidays and he's trying to get a plane. Due to bad weather, um, the plane gets cancelled and he gets stranded in Wichita, Kansas and he gets stranded with a fellow passenger, Del Griffith, played by John, not John Goodman, um, John Candy, John Candy. Candy. And uh, it's his, the film follows his pursuit of trying to get home in
2: time for Thanksgiving. Very good. That's all right, isn't it? I think if you did the synopsis again, and where you said Thanksgiving, you said Christmas, Mm. we've got ourselves a Christmas movie. Yeah, it just snores, doesn't it? But when me and Ben were watching it, I turned around to him and went... It just <laughs> snows. It what happens in the film? It just snows. But, it, it, you know, it could be getting home for Christmas. Yeah, it could be. It could be, yeah. Uh, it, it is quite generic. I mean, we'll see what people... Sophie my Club fans, let us know if you think this does class as a Christmas movie or not. If if it's acceptable.
4: It doesn't. It's just close. It's what I like to call a close-ish Christmas movie. if Netflix want to nick that for one of their things you look on the side they can close-ish the the genre genre movie and it's based on a true story Jack the director actually that happened to him not with John Candy but he tried to get
2: home it took him five days oh wow and he he was he was working in New York living in Chicago and he even got delayed to the exact same airport where it was which
4: Ah. is
2: crazy isn't it so this guy's a big director, which I didn't know until Ben explained, but he's Breakfast Club, um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, isn't he? So he's quite a big... Home Alone. He did Home Alone? Yeah. yeah. Home Alone. Yeah. And did he write Home Alone? Yeah. Oh, so he's a clever man. Yeah. And Uncle Buck. you seen yeah, Uncle Buck? I good. haven't, but that's John Candy, isn't it? That's that? very good, yeah.
3: Macaulay Culkin's first film, I think. Isn't Uncle Buck,
2: yeah. He wrote... This film
4: in four days. That's talent, in it? Yeah, 120 pages in four days. Just
3: rammed it out. Apparently that's the way he wrote. It must just be the story, pretty much, just embellished a little bit.
4: So yeah, so it's based on a true story, and it was a good synopsis that, Jack. You've got yourself down.
3: Yeah. So where do we open? Where's
4: it open? Where's the film open? Ah, the boardroom. He's in New York. He's in New York, boardroom, and he's got to get home for Thanksgiving-ish, Christmas-ish. Steve Martin,
2: Cheaper by the Dozen. It is Cheaper by the Dozen, Steve Martin.
4: Crikey, I forgot we watched
2: that. Basically, he, he he's at work and he wants to get home for Thanksgiving. And it's a fairly simple trip, isn't it? He's got to make the six o'clock flight. He's back in time for dinner. He's got three kids. He's got a wife. They're all waiting for him. It's the night before Thanksgiving. So the film kind of starts with that scene really on the street with E.E. E. Kevin Bacon, other side of the road. <laughs>
4: <laughs> e- e- Kevin, <laughs> Kevin. he's got to get home hasn't he he's got to get a cab
2: and New York's hectic you know New York on the day before Thanksgiving or in our case Christmas Eve today it is I'm hectic. not
3: sure it's the day before I think this is like the Friday and the Thanksgiving's on like yes. the Sunday isn't it yeah, yeah it, I think it is okay.
4: yeah. but he's got to make that plane at 6 o'clock hasn't yeah. he yeah if he makes the 6 o'clock he gets home for like half 8 tea kids bedtime bath he's all golden mm. He gets out to New York. There's no way he's getting a cab.
3: He's stressed, isn't he? He, he even, he finally gets a cab, doesn't he? And he um, has to pay, is it $75, I think, he ends up paying? Any man who paid
4: $75 would pay $100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little does he know, Candy has jumped in, bag in the boot, he's got in the back, and he runs after the cab, doesn't he? Because the cab goes, Candy's in the back.
3: Basically, it's
2: a nightmare for him to get to the airport. So he's already up against it, isn't he? And his friends are saying, you're not going to make the six o'clock. Just chill out. You're not going to make the six o'clock. And it is that kind of dreaded journey home and the stress. Everything's mounting up on him. He's trying to check in with the wife to tell her everything's going to be okay. He gets himself on the plane and then snowstorm. Mm. So Chicago airport, they can't land, planes are diverted and they divert all the way to to Kansas
3: now I'm assuming that's a long way away isn't it
2: let's ask geography man in the corner Ben yeah
3: is Kansas like Midwest
2: let me um, oh I don't I mean um, look
3: in the middle somewhere yeah. it's
2: in the middle yeah. isn't it he's a long way from home yeah it's not landing at Leeds Bradford instead of Manchester like it's yeah. a it's yeah. a diversion it's a big one.
4: yeah so he's in St. Louis from New York and where's he going Chicago Chicago Oh, the diversion's huge. So he's... Chicago's probably like just over... Yeah, he's gone completely... Almost double the wrong way. Mm. He's gone double again
2: past himself. Then he gets to St. Louis, did not he? Then he goes up to Chicago. And to make it worse, he hasn't got his first-class seat that he's booked and now he has been sat next to John Candy, whose character is Del Griffiths, who sells... Shower curtain rings. Shower curtain rings. So it is kind of that worst nightmare. That's where the film kind of starts and wants to lead you to, If this is going to be the trip from hell. Yeah. And it really is quite the trip, isn't it?
3: The film sort of sold, really, on the dialogue, I think, between the two characters, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, there's nothing to it, is there? It could be a shit film. No. If they yeah. weren't good, it'd be shite. They're in yes. a car, it's... they're in a plane, they're in a
4: fucking train it be shit but mm. Candy's character it's a fucking brilliant character and Steve Martin's stressed to fuck so yeah it's a series of those two in really bad situations
3: they're both believable um people characters and um the situation itself i think is very believable how it the loom from one disaster to another so the plane gets cancelled doesn't it gets goes to kansas And all planes get cancelled out of Kansas, so he's stuck in Kansas for the night. Del Griffiths has booked a hotel. I like Del. I like Del for that, because he's always got someone he knows. Yeah.
4: Don't worry.
2: He's he's sold a lot of shower I've sold some
4: shower rings to this lad, who's got a crappy motel.
3: He owes me a favour.
4: But he's one of those lads. You know those people. They always know someone who knows someone. And it's Dell. Mm. It? He knows someone. So they're off to the crappy motel, aren't they? He doesn't know about it. Steve Martin's not sure, but then thinks to himself, can't be that bad. I can get a room. Mm. He promises him two rooms, doesn't he? Not one.
3: Well, he doesn't want to at first because the guy is annoying. Yeah. In it from day yeah. one. He's nicked his cab. Yeah. He won't shut up talking about meaningless shit. And he doesn't... He's no interest. He's, he's, he's no compatibility with this yeah. guy whatsoever. Yeah. And But his alternative is sleeping in the airport yeah. or going to this motel with this guy.
2: Have you ever had any, like, Del Griffiths experiences? Have you ever been sat next to anyone that's been a nightmare?
3: That's just a boring person or something? Yeah, I mean, you always find yourself in certain situations that you know, certain... Dues, charity dues, awards dues, you know, things like that where you're stuck with someone that's very boring. You can relate to that sort of situation, can't you? Or if you're at a party or something. He's a bit lonely, isn't he?
2: That's what it is. He's lonely. And yeah. he's
3: talking shite. And you're
4: like, yeah. Do you know what? I just need to get home. And he's like,
3: I just want to chat. But he can't go anywhere. Where's he, where's he going to go? He, that's the thing
2: that's... There's no escape. There's no escape in him. And... He actually needs him because they both go into the same place. Yeah. And he's going to help him get home.
3: Mm. So they're in the motel and it's the last room in the complex, isn't it, sort of speak. And um, they get in the room. (laughs) I love this scene. When they're in the room and they're sort of like, they get in and they're dropping their bags down. And what John Hughes has done very cleverly is he's not brought... The elephant in the room to the to the to the audience is the bed and it's it's the one bed.
2: And, and he he's just obviously keeps shooting on, the bed. It just it? keeps
3: he just keeps panning to
4: the bed. So what about the curtains and the bedspread? That's another thing, isn't it? Oosh. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: There was two things I really liked in this scene. One, which blew my mind, vibrating bed. I know, yeah. What Yes, Coulson asked me about that.
4: I went, Yeah, it's it's a thing, I think.
2: I was like, wow. And two was the first line. So, they mo- that you know, it's the awkward tension. And then John Candy turns around and goes, shower. And the man's like, oh, no, no, I'm, all, I'm <laughs> yeah. all right. And he goes, no, no. Do you want to go first? <laughs>
3: yeah, rather than, are we taking one together? <laughs> Brilliant. It is
2: a film, really. You know, yes, it's an A to B journey. You know, it's... Mm. It's New York to Chicago with a hell of a lot of diversions. But it's quite a film of friendship in where you're least expecting to find friendship, isn't it? That's the sort of film it is. Mm. And it really does kind of do a good job of two complete different people from different social groups. Yeah, In a way, a social outcast and in a way, a guy who is the perfect family man He's also doing really well for himself. Yeah, but it's
4: also a bit of a mirror of what we've just talked about in Elf. He doesn't give enough to his family, does he? He's away working. He's a bit stressed. He's not seen them. It's a film also about Candy bringing him round to almost like the Jimmy Kahn character. You work too hard. Mm. Why are you in New York anyway when you probably should be with your kids closer to Thanksgiving? So it's got that wrapped into it as well that Steve Martin... His character just can't see beyond work a bit. Has the family, has the big house,
2: but also loves the work. So what happens, Jack? Um, they They have the first night in the hotel room, which everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong. We've got spilt beer, we've got vibrating bed. we've got snoring. They end up having the big fight,
3: don't they? Enough, it all gets on top of Steve Martin in a way, that he's got to share the bed with Del Griffiths. He's in the shower, he hasn't got a towel, he's made a a mess of the bathroom, he's spilt beer on the bed, he's sleeping in beer, he's stressed, he's tired, he just wants to go to sleep, then he starts snoring, and enough is enough, he snaps, doesn't he? And he starts saying how annoying he is, he's fat, he smokes, and he basically just tears this man, a new one, and he rips a hole in his arse. (laughs) Part of the reason he picked the film Jack
4: was that uh, monologue. Two scenes, that monologue, and the chair going up and down in the car, the electric chair. Those were the two things. Who's
2: this? John no, Candy? Uh, oh. Steve no, Martin.
4: Steve Martin. The two things that you thought, yeah, this would be a mint
2: film. I really like John Candy's reaction of that kind of, don't tell me how you think about yourself. Like, he kind of... That, that was the bit where I think Steve Martin's character, he then goes oh, like, I, I've i just been a complete dick. But he doesn't act mm. on it, does he? You know, he just, he says it. And I it's... also
4: felt that John Candy had had that before, that character had had that before, mm. that people had got annoyed with him before, and he went, oh, this is it. This is the moment where you call me a dick, and you just, you go, I've never kept yeah. a friend.
3: Yeah, but he, he sort of, he, he says everything, doesn't he? he, he slays into him does steve martin and then he says you want to hurt me go on, hurt me he says but i like me i'm not changing my wife likes me uh i'm a nice person uh i know i know i might be annoying to to you at times but what you see is what you get i'm the real article do you know what i mean and you do feel sorry for him in a way yeah like you said ben you feel like he, he he has had this all of his life really put downs and um he's a bit upset by it and I think that's credit to John Hughes as a writer really that all, there's all this comedy going on him snoring and he, it's funny and yeah he's fat and all this and but then he he does manage to have this like five second speech does John Candy and you immediately feel sorry for his character yeah,
2: that's what I liked the way he responds yeah that changes the film it, yeah. it just changes the level of it he's not a bad man no just no of course not so we've had the planes, we've had the first night in the hotel room. Then Del Griffiths, just like he knows someone everywhere else, he knows someone who works in the trains, doesn't he?
4: Yeah, but hold on, we've got that famous scene when they wake up in the bed and he's holding it. <laughs> I mean that is one of the greatest scenes in cinema. They wake up
3: and he's <laughs> he's spooning, when he's
4: kissing in He's spooning Steve Martin, holding his hand, <laughs> kisses his ear twice. Yeah. And they both wake up and they don't move. He goes, Why are you kissing my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? It's in between two pillows. <laughs> they hold two pillows. And then they're off. <laughs> did you see the match? Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah that masculine. bit. What a brilliant scene. It's a brilliant yeah. scene. Sorry, I just had to reference that because I just think that's. They're fantastic in that. So fantastic. Yeah.
2: So we jump on the train and Steve Martin has kind of continued his bit of shitting on John Candy a little bit in the way that he goes to buy the tickets and he clearly makes a point of not getting seats next to each other, doesn't he? And he says, oh, they couldn't get seats next to each other. So mm-hmm. that's it. So long, partner. I'll see you on the other side. And they've both been robbed. Yeah, they've both oh, yeah, been they robbed in the, the, there, cash. the hotel. They have lost yeah. their cash. Yeah. So it's It's still a disaster trip. Anyway, we're on the train. Things are looking up. He's on the way back to Chicago. He's going to make Thanksgiving. What could possibly go wrong? The train breaks down. Yeah. So the train breaks down and it's that moment where they're all piling off the train. and It's like you need to walk four miles in that direction. And that's like the nearest suburban area. Mm. And he sees John Candy, Del Griffiths, struggling with that famous trunk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which he carries all around the country, and you kind of just see that bit of Steve Martin going. I can't be that much of a knob. Like I have to, I have to help him. So he goes and he helps him, and it's a bit like right. Well, the show's back on the road, and that's what Dell thinks, isn't it? He? He's like right. Mm. Well, we're g- we're gonna get home together. This is my mate. We're gonna get home together. Yeah, and. They go to rethink, you know, the planes haven't worked, the trains haven't worked, what's next on the list? And Steve Martin says, I'm going my own way, I've got my plan, I'm going to go and hire a car. Well,
4: they have that. They have another set too, don't they, a bit, where they're having breakfast and he says, do you know what, I think it's best we go our own way, and Candy goes, I get it, it's a pie. You pied me in the hotel room. This is the second pie. It's
3: a huge pie. And he doesn't want to lose him as a mate because he feels like they are getting on a little bit more. But Steve Martin's a bit more logical, rational thinking, and he's, he, he says, it's just going to be harder for two people to travel Yeah, because we're always trying to find two tickets. Yeah. So if we go as separate ways, we'll, we'll end up better.
2: Which is the worst way to pie someone, isn't it? Because it's almost that it's not you, it's me, and I'm holding you back. And he kind of does just shit it's on a hard him. Pie, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 a hard pie. It's not yeah. you, John. It's, it's not me. you. It's me. But
4: I'm gonna get yeah. a higher car. But it's quite clearly it's quite you. clearly you, John. But I'm saying it's me.
2: But Steve Martin has the perfect plan. He's swiping his credit cards to get himself home, and he goes and hires a car. So he gets dropped off where he's hiring the car, and the car is obviously not there. Which takes <laughs> us to one of the most. That's the, one of the most famous scenes in the film, isn't it? That is funny. That is funny. It must be the first time I heard
3: a swear word in the film. Well, it is. It's the only F-bomb, isn't it, in is the is There's word. a lot. Well, there's yeah. eight, 18 in 60 seconds. And they could have gotten a PG-rated uh, certificate for the film. However, that scene only goes on for a minute. And it gets, uh, is it a 12, I think? Uh, because of that scene, or a 12 or a 15, something like that. And if they cut that scene, they would have got a PG rated, but they refused to cut it. Because, I mean, it is one of the best scenes in the whole film, isn't it? You need that to see his frustration.
4: Yeah. That's what's great about that scene. Finally, without Dell there, he still loses his shit. And yeah. he's still fucked. So actually, yeah, it didn't matter whether he had Dell there or not it's f- you've no. just it's yeah. just one of those fucking things
2: he takes yeah. it all out on someone else doesn't he she's quite well known that woman
4: is she yeah she was a comedian she's quite a well known she plays that character on american telly a lot
3: uh, that's her she's known for that she ad-libbed that phone call conversation you know that she's having with her sister oh at did first. she john Hughes, yeah he said he said just ad-lib just say something like something about thanksgiving or what your plans are for thanksgiving i just want i just want to see him Getting yeah, so annoyed that you're you. having a personal conversation and he's waiting for you. So she was just having a little go and she goes, she says to her sister, doesn't she? She goes, oh, you know I can't cook. And she goes, I'll see you tomorrow. Gobble, gobble. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. <laughs> she goes Brilliant. like that on the phone. And, uh, and then, yeah, obviously he says he wants, he wants a car, he wants a Datsun, he wants a Buick, a Mustang, four fucking wheels and a seat. She tells him where to go.
2: Yeah. Oh, God, it's funny. How important do you think that scene is for the film?
4: What's important is is the realisation, probably for Steve Martin's character, it's not Dell. It's the universe. It's snowing. It's everyone trying to get home. It's packed. Mm. It is partly him, because he's so fucking angry all the time. And actually... Probably Dell got him a bit further along the way than he might have got on his own. So I think yeah, it is yeah. important that you see Steve Martin's character
3: properly go lose through it the same
4: shit yeah. on his own, not to Dell. Yeah. And then when he goes out, he's saved by Dell, isn't he? We go outside the airport, he tries to get a taxi, and he's shitty to the taxi
2: guy who punches him. Yeah, so next on his to do list is just pay his way home, which is literally go and get a massive taxi all the yeah. way to Chicago. Mm-hmm. He loses his rag, he gets punched, and when he gets punched, he nearly gets his head run over by no other than John Candy down I love
3: that line, though, that he says to the, um, the like the cab stand guy, I want to get a taxi. He goes, where are you going? Chicago. And he goes, Chicago? You know you're in St. Louis? And he goes, yes. And he goes, if I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the jar and watch you take a leak.
4: <laughs> Which I felt was him. I felt yes. it was him there. I felt it was like, he's just having a, he's having a, he's having a bloody glow. Go. And then yeah. the guy, the taxi guy goes, oh, can we get him into the car? The taxi guy picks him up by the balls. And that, I loved <laughs> yeah. that when Candy talks about that later and goes, I've never seen that. I mean, I've never seen anyone be picked up by the <laughs> <It's> balls before. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and his voice is high. Yeah. That, that, I watched, can't be, I watched,
2: that can't be his voice, by the way. He's on helium or something, isn't it? But someone's got to have done that. Well, he's yeah, got I, to
3: I watched it. this film with <laughs> with my girlfriend, and she'd never seen it before. And when Steve Martin starts talking like that, she went, "What's up with his voice?" I went, "Because he's been he's been grabbed by the balls." And she went, "Is that a thing? Does that happen?" And I says, "What?" And she went, "So if you hurt if you hurt your balls, does your voice get higher?" I went. Well, it's it's just Comedy. it's artistic license, isn't Did it? Did she yeah.
4: suggest she kick you in the balls and see if your voice goes? <laughs> <laughs> Did you try. It? Let me just kick you as an experiment and see where they're... that bit for me. My head fell off. My head always falls off. But he goes, I've never seen anyone get picked up by the balls out
2: there. Like,
4: I don't want <laughs> to Like when his Mickey Mouse voice comes out, my head falls off. It's so childish, but they do it so well, yeah. don't
2: they? So the film. Leading up to them two getting in the car, there's been quite a lot to it and there's been quite a lot of layers and quite a lot of different sets and scenarios. And now it is literally just them two in a car. And it really is where that relationship builds and develops. I suppose
4: what's clever about the film is, is what we've seen is it gets, go to an expansive place to ever smaller places. To in the end, yeah. like you're saying,
2: we're only they're now. Sat, they're sat on top of each other. Mm. He's
4: massive with that fucking coat on, which he doesn't take off. (laughs) In a shitty car, driving miles.
2: And it's that bit of what could possibly go wrong when everything's gone wrong. And what could possibly go wrong when you're in a car? Well, it could set on fire and blow up and you could drive the wrong way down the road and you could get lost and you could be driven in a burning car. Like it literally is anything you want to happen. Named, they do like that his... very well though don't they because
4: that could be utter shit but he's singing to the music and he's loving it and steve martin's asleep then he flicks his fag and the wind blows it back and starts to burn the back thing
3: yeah it could
4: not be believable yes.
3: you know like in wild hogs like everything that seemed to happen in wild hogs we could we could tear apart and go come on that wouldn't really happen with you know the, the tent sort of setting on fire, I don't. They sort of like do it in a way that's yeah. Like everything in th- that happens in the film, I could kind of get could happen. Like because Candy's so big and he's trying to take his coat off.
2: That's very good. I'll give you that. That's good. Trapped in the door.
3: And then,
4: then he tries to do it really quick and steers, and we have that shot, which is his, his legs balls. and his balls steering the, <laughs> yes. the car. And you just think, Candy's come up with that. I know. I'll get yeah. my coach caught, and he, yeah. he's obviously yeah. done it before in real life, hasn't he? Got his coat yeah. caught yeah.
3: It's
2: with
4: when his his he wings. gets
2: both caught. That that's the bit <laughs> yeah. in it of that bit of both caught. Because then you know caught. he's fucked. And his balls. He's steering
3: with his balls, <laughs> so the car blows up. Well, no, 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 not not that it doesn't blow up. They nearly crashed, yeah. and he slams on the brakes. Yeah. Steve Martin wakes up and's like, "What's going on?" He went, "Oh, we nearly hit a deer. Yes. <laughs>
2: we nearly hit a deer." <laughs> but they they nearly crashed. Twice. In fact, they do crash, don't they? Because once he gets back on the road, that's when he's driving the wrong way, and it's that brilliant bit of the people opposite. Well, that you know, they're starting to become friends. They're starting to get a closeness and a bond in this tight arena that they're in. And it's the people opposite going, you're going the wrong way. And he goes, how do they know where we're going? They don't know we're going the wrong way. They've got no idea where we're going. And then they mime it. He mimes it and goes, oh.
4: <laughs> like in his own, yes. They're in his, their own little world, aren't they? Oh, you're pissed.
2: Next thing you know, two lorries, M62, carnage. The the, the trunk's flying everywhere. The faces are against the wall. And it's
3: that. It's as the going between the two trucks, one of my favourite bit in the films. It's when Steve Martin looks back to Del Griffiths and he sees him dressed as Satan. Yes. You remember that? Yes, that's fucking good. And he's got the pitchfork and he's
2: going... "Ah." That must be about a second... It's about one second of frame. It's brilliant. That is very clever. So they pull over after
4: crashing with the lorries. And then they go out to go and get the bags that are all over the road. Then mm. they get into a little fight because he's so fucked off. And, but in the background, which is a great shot, they're sat on a trunk. It's a noise. Yeah, noise. And then the flames reflected in their back, which is brilliant. Clever. And then you go, oh, shit. It's on fire. Then
2: the camera comes back round. They both turn and they both look at it and give it the... Yeah, that's nothing. And then they look back and go, oh shit, now, now. And it's like, okay, that's as bad as it possibly can get. I mean, what's
4: good is they're equally matched as funny men. They get a gag. They get how to sell a gag. Yeah. It's not one out-gagging the other. They get it.
3: No. Yeah.
2: So... They obviously get back in the car that's been burnt down and they, they do, they, you know, they, they eventually half make it to Chicago after the car's been impounded by the police because he doesn't know he's speeding because the speedometer's melted. But um, John Candy continues to save the day and, you know, via a wagon full of cheese, they get themselves back to Chicago. And as they're on a journey, their friendship is on a journey, isn't it? And it's kind of growing and developing. You've got that really good bit again at the hotel room.
3: Steve Martin gets a room and he's not going to let John Candy
2: stay in, is it? Uh, yeah. They find out about the credit cards, don't they?
3: <laughs> he's rented the car with
2: his card. I love that. Bit.
3: And he's put his card back in his wallet and he left his wallet in the glove compartment. I like
4: when they drive that car, which is fucking burnt out.
2: I like that as well. The next day. The next
4: day.
3: day they get in it. Oh,
4: come on. <laughs>
2: The bit, the bit it's of the film freezing. that I laughed myself at the most was that, there's, when they're setting off from the hotel in the morning and he goes, we've got to give it a bit of a rock, we've got to give it a back and a forth, and because he can't go forward, so he slams it in reverse and goes, goes big gas, reverses into and I went to Ben, you just go, don't you? you just go yeah, and they got in the good. car and just went and I thought that was brilliant the bit funny, of yeah. we're just going it, don't look back don't look at it just, just go. go just go, go just
4: go it's go. a nightmare it's carnage <laughs> it's like leaving the pub late at night isn't it go go you've gone to pick someone up you are gone to pick up your auntie Maureen hammered carnage get in we're
2: going all our mates coming for a lift
4: go 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 in. don't let them in only three one in the front <laughs> go fucking
2: go yeah that's brilliant so then car gets impounded by the police. They're nearly home. They're not far from home. John Candy finds the cheese wagon that will take them all the way to Chicago if they sit in the back. In the fridge. In there. Uh, so so they sat in the fridge and they make it back to Chicago. And it, it picks up at the, like, overground, doesn't it?
3: Yeah. Yes. Yes. They get in the last train. Yeah.
2: Around. And Steve Martin says, he do, he does say his goodbye, doesn't he? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you know, Candy's
2: just left on the on the
4: platform, sort of walks off, and then Steve Martin, you have that shot of him just thinking, it sort of flashed back to all the funny moments he's had, the bed, and all these funny moments he's had with John Candy.
3: That he hated at the time, but now it's that whole thing of, you look back one day and you will laugh, yeah. and he's already sort of laughing.
4: You look back one day and you laugh at that Christmas when your mate didn't get you a present. But yeah. you got them. <laughs> or
2: <laughs> when, when your mum forgets to buy your presents because you're in Florida. Ooh, yes. You look back exactly. and laugh. <laughs> Do, are you looking. Yeah. At well, we had a laugh last week, didn't we? And when I had to ring my mum up to say that I'd outed her on the podcast for Christmas 2014, she found it hysterical. She was loving it.
4: But hold on, she did say,
2: didn't she? You were she awful to me. You were a Christmas. bit mean, Coulson. But you kissed and made her. When I've looked into this film and researched it, now. I know that they, the ending that the writer wanted, John Hughes, isn't the ending that they ended up with. Oh, And when he's on the train driving away, the shots of Steve Martin is actually just shots. It's just camera rolling on Steve Martin as himself. It wasn't him acting. It wasn't in the scenes. It was just meant to be the final shot and cut away. But they let it roll and let it roll. And eventually, after the, like the fifth edit, he changed the ending of the film. And he used that B-roll of Steve Martin to play back over the film, to see him thinking about the journey they've had, to make him make the decision of going back. Mm. So I don't quite know what the original plan was, but I don't think they had that core decision. But that is one of the most perfect bits about the film, isn't it?
3: He suddenly realises, don't he, Steve Martin? What is about to lose? That, well, he,
2: he sort of realises that
3: del del is alone he plays back the conversation doesn't he
2: clicks he clicks on she's dead he clicks on she's yes. dead yeah he clicks haven't on been home wife for years he's yeah he's
4: traveling he's got a big suitcase that's obviously where all his stuff is
2: well
3: i said that i was watching this again with my girlfriend and she worked out about halfway through she said his wife's dead yeah. i think and i didn't say anything obviously and she went and she does the classic she's dead isn't she is she dead? Tell me if she's dead. And I'm like, what it? She went, Oh she's dead. Tell me. Or kicking the ball. Oh <laughs> she <laughs> <laughs> Oh she's dead, she's dead. And then she went, Yeah, she is dead. And he's carrying her ashes
1: in that <laughs> trunk.
3: <laughs> I like that. I like it's that. Like, how
4: big's a fucking ashes? Jesus. I mean- he's carrying her body in that fucking trunk. <laughs> the ashes. You don't get much for ashes, do you? That's a big trunk for ashes. Can you imagine?
2: That'd be a bit creepy, wouldn't it? Yeah. So the bit that is a little bit weird is the end. And now you might think differently of this, Jack, but me and Ben kind of briefly discussed it yesterday. So when Steve Martin returns home with his new friend, Del Griffiths, yep. why does his wife greet him like he's been away for 12 years? Yes. Lost
3: at sea. And my girlfriend brought this up as well. And she was like, why is his wife not fucking happy to see him? I don't understand. Why she's she in such a fucking mood? And I said, I don't think she's in a mood because she starts, as the hug, they start to, she starts to cry. And I think, I actually think she's just a very bad actress <laughs> and she's not very good at showing expression on her face. And I think she's trying to look at him as though she loves him and she's pleased his home. What she actually does is look like she wants to kill him. <laughs> yeah, although, come on, you're late for Thanksgiving,
4: you're fucked up, you look like shit and you get in. You get home and you go, where the fuck have you been? And who's your fucking mate? Mate, who's he? <laughs> <Yes>. Who the, <laughs> the fuck is braw? that? Because that Bellend is not yes. standing around in our hallway <laughs>
2: expecting a bit of turkey. But you did say as well, Ben, you didn't think she was the greatest actress of all time.
4: No, because there was a bit early on with the phone call. or The bit at home just didn't make sense. It was all a bit too... The kids were just sitting there perfectly eating and then she was
3: on the phone. It, 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 that was the bit where I just thought... It doesn't need it. But we, 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 I think it does need it because you do have to see what is so desperate to get home for. It's a talentless wife and <laughs> an ugly kid with an haircut that looks like something from the I 70s. I like that, that 70s haircut. I'd always wanted one of those. But all, all the film
4: does
2: need is them two.
4: Yeah. But what got me, I think, was at the end, it was like she could read in some way that he changed.
2: Yeah, that's what I said to Ben. That's like, what I said to Ben.
4: I'm like, he said, fuck all. He's brought his mate with a trunk, his, ash, the, his wife's ashes. The in, ashes. And you changed. <laughs> you look lighter.
2: I love you. He's walked through the door. It's like he's a different person. Yeah. You, you've che- I can see that you, this experience has made you a better person. Like he's had
4: a makeover.
2: Yeah. I can see oh. that.
4: Lovely haircut, new glasses.
2: But right, (laughs) because we've just had a really positive 40 minutes and then quite a non-positive two minutes. So let's just take a quick break and then come back with our ratings for the film.
1: The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD
2: Right. Let's do it. The Sofa Cinema Club Christmas Eve episode of Trains, Planes and Automobiles. Jack,
3: planes trains. Well, whatever order. It's he said trains planes. It's the order of what they got
2: on. Do you know first. do you know what I might call it? Get me to Chicago. Better name. What are you going to rate it?
3: I've seen it many times and I do still laugh at it. I still
2: find it very very funny. It is one of your personal favorites, isn't it? Favourite,
3: yeah, it is. I do, I do really like it. Big Steve Martin fan and John Candy, brilliant. Um, so for me, seven seven, seven point seven. Yeah, Merry Christmas, seven point
4: seven. No one saw that. Yep, um, yeah, I like it. It always makes me laugh. I think Candy and Martin are brilliant. I think this film's dead simple. I think there's nothing to it apart from really nice, neat, tight direction, tight comedy duo. Yeah. Crap at the end, but that's kind of what you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got a lot to it. I think I'd I'd always be able to watch this. I'm always happy to watch it and sit down. And that balls bit just makes me laugh. I'm going to go. <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to go seven point seven. Oh, hello. hello! It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> I'm going the same score. Controversial.
2: <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it's it's a nice film, you know. It, it as a film, it is a good film. You know, it's compact. It's well directed. It's really well acted. It's well thought through. It's got some like really famous, well known moments. It didn't it, like it. It didn't. I didn't feel completely like I was on it, but I appreciated that I enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. No. <laughs> mm, not really. I, I really enjoyed it, but I didn't fully enjoy it. No, that's not what I said. I said I didn't feel like I was on the journey with them. I just felt like well, I was... Well, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> See, my rating's changing now because you're pissing me off.
3: Like <laughs> <My> God. <laughs> I didn't feel like I was actually in the truck.
2: No, but I would have liked that. <laughs> I would have... But it, again, it's a different point of view I, if I I would have wanted to feel okay I'm gonna f- fucking <laughs> it's taken you, me five have- days to get from Manchester <laughs> to leave
4: where the fuck have you been with well, caught a plane and train and a car and it's taken me no go go on, on uh,
2: you've fucked on. me off it can have seven Merry Christmas <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing about
3: is that what it's having well, seven yeah so 22.4 22.4 that's good.
2: good. That's good. That's very good. I was going to go 7.7, 7, but you annoyed me.
4: Oh, okay, that's, that's fine.
2: That's fine. I like that. I'll take it. I like it. that. I'll I like that. It. Right. I'm going to compose myself. Ignore that you've just ruined my Christmas. Take a breath. And I'm going to tell you what we are watching next week. So, the semi-final was Tremors versus Train Trainspotting. Mm-hmm. And then Misery versus Saturday Night Fever. So, four films that I've not seen that were picked um, and selected randomly by the audience. So, it went to the final, didn't it? Train spotting beat Tremors and Misery beat Saturday Night Fever. Yep. The final was very close. What won, won by 58 votes. So, it's very, very tight. Again, we had thousands of people that voted. So, it is quite good for us to see that the audience actually want us to watch these films. And the film that came out on top just Train Spine. Train, train spotting. Danny spotting. Boyle. So next week we are watching Train Spine just before New Year. That's the film that we're going to be sitting down and watching.
3: Kind of sums up twenty twenty, actually, <laughs> actually, doesn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> We've got a little bit of um, Christmas cheer. So, it's Cinema Club, boy, haven't we, Ben? What, what? You've got some bit of a giveaway to do?
4: Yes. So we ran a competition to give away a very special Mickey and we've looked through all the comments we asked for your comments about what you liked about Crocodile Dundee and the winner is and it's Hannah X DJ I wonder if she's an ex DJ (laughs) (laughs) and that's what it is Hannah I was a DJ what did she say Hannah X DJ I like Crocodile Dundee because it reminds me of one of my best friends who's from Australia who I haven't seen in over a year and I miss them a lot the accent reminds me rem- reminds me of them and although reminds me of how much I miss them, brings back funny and happy memories. And I thought that was very sweet. Very good. Very good. Well
2: done. We're going to be sending Hannah a special Mickey from us at the Sofa Cinema Club just to make your Christmas a little bit extra special. Now that is it for today's episode. If you want to keep in touch with us, you can do on social media at Sofa Cinema Club on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to be putting up loads of semi-Christmas-related content. Jack will put up the painting I've painted for him. We're going to put yeah. up our secret Santa presents and we'll let you know if Jack does redeem himself in time. You know, you've got a few hours till Christmas Day comes. <laughs> Hopefully we will see if something turns up. And that will be our last podcast of
4: 2020. Yeah,
2: it yeah. will be.
4: Goodbye, 2020.
2: Yeah. So, all that is left for us to say is have a very Merry Christmas from us guys here. And we will see you back here next Thursday for Train Spotting. Ho, ho, ho. Good night. God bless.